Have you found the keys to unlock your best trip? On a Trafalgar tour, you unlock more than just the world. We give you the keys to discover real connections and one-of-a-kind experiences. It all starts with expert itineraries where everything is taken care of. With Trafalgar, your money goes further, and so do you. Unlock your best self. Discover more at trafalgar.com slash unlock. That's T-R-A-F-A-L-G-A-R dot com slash unlock. Welcome back to Talkville, folks. Uh, we're excited to be here. We always are. Uh, this is the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. And each week, as you know, we go back, way back. We watch every episode. I didn't see most of the episodes. Um, we remember some things, some things we don't remember. Now, hold on a second. What? Don't be, don't be distracted by Michael's calm demeanor. Why? He texted me last night and said, Smallville's back. The next two episodes are awesome. And then he comes on air like this, and it sounds like you just smoked a big J, which is great. <laughs> More power to you. But Michael's very excited about this. Don't let his voice fool Listen, you. Listen, I, I will say that I watched these two, and watching such, let's say, I don't want to say shit. That's not a good word. Uh, let's just say I was watching episodes that were subpar, and now watching two episodes that were written um your your text was literally well written smallville's back yeah i felt like that i felt like okay this is worth talking about uh look we're excited we're going to discuss it with you um let's our socials are it's important that you uh you follow us and keep this podcast going like these little things i know you enjoy it you just want to get into a into the show but if you're here and you want to keep watching and supporting the show the best thing you could do is not only listen but follow us at at talkville podcast at talkville podcast on facebook instagram youtube and tiktok at talkville pod on twitter and if you didn't get a chance to call into our hotline and leave a question for this episode make sure you do for the future episodes all right like all this info and more is down in the show's description you can watch on youtube you can do all that stuff and more importantly is uh we have a patreon account Patreon um, gives back to the show. It really keeps us on the air because we don't have tons of advertisers yet. And uh, in order for us to keep going and paying everybody, we, we need to keep this patron going. You patrons are awesome. You give back to the show and we love you. And there's my dog, Blanche. I thought I closed the door. Well, you didn't. You what closed up, B? it Hi, Blanche. She's so cute. What up, B? Hi, B. You're fine. You're so cute. Your breath's terrible. Blanche would, rose, would love Rosie Prime. Oh, yeah. They'd be best friends. They got to meet. All right, look, that's it. Show's description. Watch on YouTube. You can watch anywhere you're listening as we speak. Without further ado, let's get into it. Season two, episode seven, Lineage. Title Lineage. November 5th, 2002, era date. Director makes perfect sense. Greg Beeman. Writers, perfect sense. Story by Al Goff, Miles Miller. Teleplay by Ken Miller. It's going to be a good one. Patrick Cassidy, what a champ. Guest star Patrick Cassidy as Henry Small, Blair Brown as Rachel Dunleavy. Uh, this uh, this was pretty. This was fun. We're gonna get into it. The Kents get thrown for a loop. Wait a second. What? Wait a second. What was Rachel Dunleavy named after? Barry? Barry Dunleavy. I don't think so. He wasn't there yet in season two, was he? Oh, uh, once again, another another thing. Barry we Dunleavy don't know. was a DP on our show. One of them with Glenn Winter, and they rotated. But I, I, I it might have been. The Kents get thrown for a loop when a woman breaks her promise of silence with Lionel Luther and returns to Smallville to reunite with who she thinks is her long-lost son, Clark Kent. The episode kicks off with Clark running late for school using his powers to toast bread, super speed to Smallville high before he's late. I love this. We don't see this a lot. And it kind of just says, okay, we know what he does. Really quick, we're done. It kind of lingers on it. And it's fun. It's what we want to see. We don't get to see him do a lot of superhero stuff like flying, obviously, but it was neat. As the Kents leave, a strange red-haired lady emerges on the farm, enters the house, and looks at their family pictures. In the halls, Pete, Clark, and Chloe are talking about Greek mythology. Chloe reminds Clark that hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. As Pete and Chloe leave, that same woman from the farm approaches Clark and tells him that she's his mother. I thought this was a really good reaction from you. By the way, at school, like at at, at your school locker. <laughs> like she's, yeah. she's there's no patience. She's a little this. look, she's a little out there, obviously. She this woman's a little intense, a lot intense, and we find that out more as the episode goes on. Oh, remind me about the axe. I gotta talk about that. Clark tells his parents that night that they, they they warn him to steer clear. And they warn him to steer clear. Then Clark goes on to ask him about the adoption agency that handled his adoption, the same one Chloe uncovered. 
Okay, so this was cool to me because all the all the scenes during the duration of Smallville about Clark's adoption and how it worked, I was never in those scenes, really. Right. Or ever. And so I'm kind of watching this episode being like, yeah, how did that how did that play out? How did <laughs> you know, like how how did that work out? And then you get the Luther thing, which we're gonna talk about, like, what? I, I would I just had a lot of questions I wanted answered in the best way. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. And I also agree that it was cool because you're finding them out as Clark's finding them out for the most part, with the exception of a few yeah. things that can't be told. That night at the town, the Kents meet this woman, Rachel Dunleavy. They tell her there's no way Clark can be her son, but she's adamant that she's done the research on where her son Lucas was placed, and Jonathan tells her to beat it. At school, Clark breaks a bond of privacy with Chloe by going through her emails and finds out that she's been communicating with this lady. He blows up on Chloe for digging and then throws a couple of low blows by noting how Chloe's mother is not involved in her life. And I really like this. Now, you weren't right for going through her emails, but you know what? She's like Richard Pryor with just prying in everybody's life. I mean, it's like, come on. It's it's annoying after a while. It's like, so anyway, this is what happened, and blah, 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 and your mother, and your, and shut up! Beat it! Put an egg in your shoe. Well, I and, and I also think that the the story thing here is like, addressing the idea that when she like a dog with a bone she can't not go down these avenues for a story she can't she can't she can't and maybe she shouldn't i mean it adds for good drama um i don't know how clark ever got into her emails really but i don't think that's the issue yeah but you know what, what i'll say is sometimes there's somebody in your friend group who's always saying something and always commenting about something and blah 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 and feels like whatever and sometimes you have to say hey do me a favor Shut the fuck up. You don't have time to. out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Time out. I've heard Knock it. it off. I've heard it like, hey, that's none of your bill. Okay. Whoa. Sorry. I'm sorry. That was my fault. I apologize. Mind your business. Mind your own business. <laughs> As Clark leaves, we find out the adoption agency was founded by Lionel Luther. Later on, Rachel, complete stranger, gets a meeting with Lex Luther to try and get him to talk with the Kents on her behalf. Lex tells her to beat it, but then she tells him that she was having an affair with Lionel Luther. She became pregnant and Lionel forced her to give the child up. This is now the second affair that we've learned Lionel has had while his wife was dying. By the way, only the second. At this point, There's many. the one is like, oh, maybe it's a mistake. When you hear two, you're like, well, there's two. There's more than that. As we, I mean, I don't know. You're right. Where there's smoke, there's fire, my friend. You didn't learn the first time, bro. Mm-mm. As we learned that Lex and Clark may have been half brothers. How interesting was that? That ride that was in the truck. Riveting. In the truck with like me, I'm like passed out. I don't really remember anything. I've been injured by the meteors and you're just a smiley, happy young kid. And you know, what's funny is like, you always talk about age and stuff, but you know, we don't like, you look like, okay, he's an, a little bit older, a boy and he's more of a child, but a couple of years they could sort of be friends. It makes, it make makes sense. Kids and adults, it doesn't matter. It's that, I, don't, I, I mean, I'm, I don't even want to make up an age, but there's something about the college to 30, 40 Quiet. where people actually get care. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not but talking I'm, legal but stuff, remember, but... I think, I think Lex is probably five years older than you. Someone... Let's call Al. <laughs> I thought he was 20 years older. Hold on. I'm going to call Al. <laughs> I'm tired of this. How much older is Lex? I mean, listen, Clark's in high school, a freshman in high school. This is sophomore year, right? Probably gone through college, and he's two or three years into running companies. So he's probably in a meeting with Tim Burton. You know, they're getting ready for season two of Wednesday. They're prepping. I'm sure it's a big show. I wish I I could see his. I wish I could see the look on Al's eyes when he looks his phone and sees that you're calling. Hey, Al. Hey. You're on the podcast right now for just a minute. We just want to talk to you for a minute. I know you got Wednesday and you're doing big movies and things and you always have time for us. And that's why you're such a great guy. <laughs> but listen to this. We, we, we've been deciding. I think, you know, Tom always talks to me about how odd he thinks it is that Lex is so much older. I only think he's like five years older, right? Yeah. Yeah. Lex was like five years older than Clark. Oh, yeah. So yeah. what's wrong with that? I think Lex is like like in the show like 21, 22 or something like that. So oh, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks, Al. Yeah, and Clark, you look like you're sixteen, seventeen. I mean, look, we obviously got obviously you know it's it's in the proud tradition of you know of of Greece and West Side Story. You know, we have in the you know it's the classic. You know, you guys are playing high school and young adults. You know, ten years older than you probably are, but that's as we yeah. all know that that was certainly the vogue of 
the early 2000s. Right. So that's life. You know, you know, we're yeah. go we're going over. Um, this is good that we actually called you because after a couple of duds of sh you know shows, we just we just watched two that I really liked, and and their lineage and Ryan and oh yeah, they're, they're just. They're great. They're just excellent. And it's like you got beam in and you guys are really involved with the story and everything. It just makes perfect sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're 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 yeah, those are both fantastic episodes. Right. I think before it was like I know we you had the one episode that we actually shot in season one and aired in we season do. two. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um <laughs> and then I think at the time when we cause season two had we, you know, Everybody watched the the reboot back when they had reruns. Everybody had caught up with the show over the first summer. It was a, obviously a hit in its first season. The people that hadn't watched it watched it over the summer. So when we came into season two, our ratings really jumped. And it kind of, I think, in that first run of episodes, because, you know, we had, like, the opener and there was, like, Red Clark. And there were some really good ones. I think Pete Learns the Secret. You know, all of those, like, some big moves in those early episodes. And then I think, interestingly, I think Lineage might have been our highest rated episode of that season. Wow. Just by viewing. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, look, this has yeah. been this has been an Al Goff moment. This was great. <laughs> I love you. We love you. And, uh, you know, we'll keep trying you throughout the series. Excellent. Thanks, dude. <laughs> See you, buddy. Bye. Bye. You know, Al Goff, folks. This just freaked. That guy's got a, a brain that I don't have, and I don't think you have. I mean, I love your brain. Speak for yourself. The fact that we, by the way, fans, we don't prep him for this. No, I just called that him. Was, you know, I just called him. He had no idea call. I was calling him. Yeah, that's and what I do. And he can go back and access those files in his brain. I mean, listen, we're literally telling you we're watching a show that we don't really remember shooting. And then we talk to Al, and he can recap everything. So... Clark rushes back to the farm to confront his parents on Lionel's involvement in his adoption, realizing the jig is up. Martha and Jonathan tell him the truth. The day of the meteor shower, Jonathan helped rescue Lex and Lionel. In return, Lionel offered Jonathan a favor. This was great. This was really cool stuff. I love seeing younger Lionel, and he seemed kind of like disgusted, repulsed by Lex. His, here's his the other, here's the, my favorite thing gone. about that scene. All the emotion adds up on both sides. It's totally great. And Lionel says, I don't even know your name. He says, Jonathan Kent. Lionel doesn't even ever vocalize his name. He waits till he hands over his business card. What a power move. You know what's funny? He never says his own name. You know what's funny, though? In that scene. Is I saw vulnerability in John Glover in, in the character. That was, it was, a, it was a different kind of vulnerability. It was like he really was kind of, he was up really, maybe he had these ideas for Lex and now he's going to be bald or is he damaged? Is he disfigured? And that's what he was worried about. He wasn't necessarily worried about his actual Lex's well-being. And it was kind of disturbing, but I don't know. I, oh. could, I couldn't put my finger on it. I thought I I actually thought he was caring, like he almost had a a reckoning with himself that I really do care about my son, and you saved him, so thank you. So we we you and I both saw it actually two different ways. Yeah, and also yeah, I mean, well, we'll get into it after this. The sheriff rolls up, tells Jonathan that because Rachel is claiming to be Clark's mother, she's petitioning for a DNA test. So Clark gets mouth swabbed. And the Kents plot their next move, wondering what strange DNA results they'll see and whether they should steal the sample. Lana goes to visit Henry Small, her potential new father. He's despondent and plays off his relationship with her mother as ancient history before telling her to beat it. That night, Jonathan Very sends dramatic. out. And I thought that was a really good moment with Kristen. It was, you know, she's just so sad that that's because that happens all the time. I don't want you in my life. That was the past. I don't please stop. I have a family. Get out. Oh, my gosh. That night, Jonathan sends out Clark and Pete, two high school sophomores, to test to the testing facility so that Pete can contaminate Clark's DNA results with his saliva. Now, the only thing I didn't like about this, I get it. The line, I need your spit. No, no, <laughs> that didn't bother me. You know what bothered me? You breaking into it. So when they see that, aren't they going to see that someone broke into these? Why didn't they think of that as oh. you've been this whole thing? What you should do is make it look like it wasn't broken into or tampered with because then they'd ask for your it just bothered me the believability was just like someone didn't think about that that's the only moment in this episode that bothered me yeah because you're right if it's someone broke in whoever it was yeah the evidence is tampered not admissible we have to redo the samples and Thank then we you. have we have another episode about the same thing <laughs> yep this episode is sponsored by better help you know a lot of us wish we had more time 
but time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you could do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Listen, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TalkVille. TalkVille is brought to you by Good Chop. If you haven't heard us talk about this, uh, this, this is unbelievable. This is an unbelievable company. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on schedule. I cooked some of these steaks, and it was the best meat I've had, and I'm not – I'm going to name drop, but I, went, I won't name drop. I went to my friend Skeet's house, and we barbecued, and I put these on the grill, and I don't know what it was, but Good Chop completely sold me. Uh, you can choose from over 70 high-quality cuts, 100% grass-fed ribeyes, USDA prime filet mignon, free-range and organic chicken breast, pork tenderloin, thick-cut bacon. Uh, they also have wild-caught seafood, salmon, Pacific cod, scallop, shrimp, and more. Tom, have you had this? No, this is good stuff, guys. Um, I've had it all, and I want more. I mean, that's, that's the easiest way to breathe. Yeah, it's uh, I really am. when I get these boxes, I get so excited because I know I'm going to be fed for the week. And what's great is it doesn't cost a fortune for this great. You could have quality meats. Uh, Good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74. And unlike a lot of companies, Tom, Good Chop sources its meat and seafood exclusively from American farms and fisheries so you can support local family farms and independent ranchers right here in the U.S. The products are vacuum sealed and frozen at peak freshness so you can stock your freezer and cook when you want, just like I do. Good Shop especially prides itself on sourcing meat that comes with no antibiotics or added hormones ever. No artificial ingredients, only the good stuff. And, you know, they're so they're so confident in this product, as am I and Tom here, uh, that they offer 100% money-back guarantee here. So love Good Shop or get your money back. This stuff's the real deal. If you want delicious meats or seafood, this is the place. Good Shop. Go to goodchop.com slash talkville120 and use code talkville120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code at talkville120 at goodchop.com slash talkville120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com slash talkville120 code talkville120. As the Kent Farm, um, at the Kent Farm, more of the adoption story starts to unwind. We learn that the Kents were forced to enlist Lionel for help after making up the story of adopting Clark. We also find out the reason why it was kept a secret is because Lionel forced the adoption of his bastard son, Lucas. I totally, but I missed that. I didn't under, I did, I, I walked away thinking Lionel started this company. The only person that was adopted was Clark and the, and then the, it was closed. I didn't catch the Lucas connection. I didn't. Wow. That's cool. And Lucas comes back, right? There's an episode where Lucas comes back. Well, that's what they're, uh, at that's the what end, they're right? talking about at the end. Exactly. Later at Luther. Is that the, is that the name of the episode? Lucas? I guess so. I don't remember. Later at Luther Manor, Rachel arrives to question Lionel on what he did to alter the results of the DNA test, not believing that Clark isn't Lucas. Lionel's confused on why she's breaking the paid agreement they had for her to be silent about the adoption. Lionel goes to express regret that she never finished her treatment in the psych ward. This was really, oh, he was such a bastard. Like him being so manipulative with her and playing with her face. I think he almost tried to put his finger in her mouth. It was, it was, it was repulsive and dark and you could see what a bastard he is. You could also see her almost melting into it, but trying to avoid it. Like that one little thing, there's so much going on. Yeah, I agree. Oh, 
Later on, before Lex is able to peel out of the Luther parking garage, he is stopped by Rachel before he's able to find out what she wants. She tranquilizes him. That night, Lana talks to Clark up in his loft. Clark reveals that Chloe was digging into his adoption and how Rachel By the way, the tranquilizing moment, sorry, it's slightly delayed. I thought it was funny in the car where you're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What would you do in that situation? I just kind of laugh because I know yeah, you. Yeah, all I could think about was just trying to, whoa, whoa, stop. What you, you know, I don't know. Uh, my glasses again. God bless. That night, Lana talks to Clark up in his loft. She reveals, Clark reveals that Chloe was digging into his adoption and how Rachel showed up out of nowhere claiming to be his mother. Lana admittedly tells him she did the same thing with Henry Small. Nice scene with you. That was a good moment when Clark said, I mean, who who does that? Who just barges in and does this? And Lana's like, well, I did. <laughs> yeah. The next day, we see Rachel's kidnapped Lex and bound him in the house that she purchased using Lionel's money. She tells him that either Lionel is going to tell the truth about the adoption or he'll learn the pain of losing a son. Lionel hears this news and pulls together a press conference to make an announcement live on TV. Is he going to save his son? No. He says he will not back down to the demands of a kidnapper. And this sends Rachel into a tirade, causing her to pick up an axe, prepare <laughs> to kill Lex. And I love this one. She grabbed that move she makes was so psychotic. It was so misery. I love that. She really scared me. She looked like a crazy freaking person. Before she swings, Lex breaks free enough to kick Rachel away. However, this causes him to fall back and knocks himself out. But Clark... Okay. Yep. Okay, pause there because I have to ask you a question. Sure. It sure looks like you're tied to a chair and you fall over and you hit the ground. Was that you or did they put your face on the stunt double? I don't remember. Because I don't I don't remember that. I don't remember. It could you know, have been me. There's a very famous actor right now who was in a hostage scene and got kicked over in a chair and wanted to do his own stunt and now has like a leak in his spine. And that's exactly what you just did. In that, in that scene, I would have never done that. You could do that in cuts. Like, yeah. Tommy to chair, kick me over? No way. Yeah, you want me to jump over something or kick something or punch something? Fine. Fall over backwards? No way. I don't know if I did it. I really don't remember. That's how you get concussed. Thank you. Well, maybe that's why. Clark super speeds in the house just in time to stop Rachel before she takes another swing at Lex. He dies in front of the axe, breaking the blade against his chest. After seeing this, Rachel finally comes to grips with the fact that Clark is not her son. Rachel then gets readmitted to a psychiatric clinic, making Clark's secret safe and sound, apparently. That, okay, so that's another funny thing. I love how much you love about this episode because I, it sounds like I keep shitting on it. Oh, I hit it with an axe and it broke. Oh, he's not my son? That was quick. <laughs> well, he has these superpowers. He's obviously from, from another, you know, whatever. Well, she's nuts. And the good thing is, as Martha says, no one's going to believe anything she says anyway. So. Yeah. As the kids recover from the incident in their barn, Jonathan has a flashback revealing why he has so much resentment towards Lionel. Because Lionel used the false adoption as blackmail to get the kids to convince the town to let Lionel buy up property. That bastard. And that night, Henry Small returns to the town after having a change of heart, reveals that he may be Lana's father after all and is willing to find out. The episode ends with Lionel telling Lex about the situation with Rachel and his bastard son and how the son Lucas unfortunately died before his first birthday. Well, Lex leaves the room and Lionel opens a locket with a picture of him and his son Lucas, who seemingly did not die. Do you know the Lionel, the Lionel and Jonathan thing? I liked, I, I, I kind of tracked it a little bit where Lionel says, thank you. You did something that you didn't have to do for my son. If you ever need anything, Jonathan reaches out. Lionel goes, that's great. But now I need something for you. Like what a snake. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, he really shows, I mean, this is a really, we see a lot of the bad, the dark side of Lionel as bad as he can be. We really see it like behind closed doors. We see it where only the person and that he's conniving or manipulating sees. Usually he's very, you know, um, what's the word? Um, Arm's length, pra- perhaps. Yeah. Well, usually he's, he, well, no, usually he's a little more subtle, but like now we see the lack of subtlety and the the darkness um yeah it's really what we also learn is like what you know you then you really starting to believe that wow look at look at lionel lex didn't have a chance um what a great story because there was such there was a superhero element there was this dark side element there were could these kids of guys have been brothers what if you know clark had a different mother there was all these different variables and lana and the b story with her father it's something people can relate to i just felt like it was easy to watch there was some really gratifying scenes it was good movement good pacing it made me wonder who lionel's father was yeah to be honest yeah because a lot of trauma is multi-generational. I mean, we could go down that rabbit hole, whatever. But yeah. Uh, lineage is the line of descendants of a particular ancestor. 
This episode deals with the lineage of Lex Luthor, Clark Kent, and Lana Lang. Patrick Cassidy, Henry Small had a small multi-episode role as Leslie Luckabee on Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. The character was supposed to be Lex Luthor's son. He was a great guy to have on set. He kind of came in, did his thing, was great with everybody, great energy. Um, I was like, wow, this is like a real actor. Yeah. I remember that. He's he's just had it. Handsome as hell, no question. But he just, he was a great, a great collaborator. I saw him in uh, Blood Brothers, the Cassidy Brothers were on Broadway and it was one of my, it was my favorite musical of all time. I just remember talking to him about it and he was a lovely guy, man. He, he, he was doing a lot of commercials mostly and he wasn't getting a ton of acting stuff. So he was, you know, he was definitely excited to be on there and he was a good actor. He is a good actor. He, he, um, it was fun to have him around. I'll keep him cool and I'll keep him warm in the winter. And where's, uh, Annette. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Nike, Wine.com, Samsung, Lenovo, Sephora, and more and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Please welcome. She has an inside of you mug because she was on my <laughs> podcast. And I'm drinking out of it. Yes, Annette O'Toole. <laughs> hello, hello. It's so good to see you guys. It's- Hi, Mom. Hi, sweet darling. How are you? <laughs> I'm lovely. I'm so happy and I'm so happy to see you. Thank that you. That makes me so happy that you're yeah. happy. That's fantastic. Annette, we are doing the yes. ep- we're doing the episode called Lineage. I don't know if you remember it. But lineages. No, God, I don't remember any well, of them. Well, hang on, you might. Same. It was a Same. really, it was a really good one. First of all, we always sing your praises, and and Aww. like, no, like it's it's unsolicited. It's one of these things that you just say because it's just so apparent. And Aww, we learned thanks. so much from you. You were always on. You were always believable. You're always in the moment. And um, you always did so much with so little. Yeah, and I think you know what I. I think you know what I mean. I do, and it, and okay. as time went on, I had less to less to do, so I did. Uh, you know, I made as much as I could of, of what was given to me without going overboard, and and they took care of that because they, you know, they'd edit things out. I was always uh, kind of in the beginning and the end of scenes. So if they were running long, you know, they'd cut either way. Um, and mm-hmm. I knew that it was okay. But as, as Mr. Glover says, it's the golden handcuffs. You know, we go up there, we're, we're tied to this thing, but it's, it was wonderful. Like it, it, uh, it was just a, it's a wonderful thing to have been a part of, to, to know everybody. And, um, and so many people responded to it. There are people who come up to me and they say, our family didn't do anything together except sit and watch Smallville. Mm-hmm. And Aww. that makes me so happy because a lot of times what we do doesn't feel important or necessary. Sometimes it's like, oh, I'm just I like to put on different clothes and pretend I'm somebody else. You know, it's just very vain. But it's not. You know, that's part of it. Yeah. But it's also just it helps people, you know, especially right now where, you know, especially through COVID. My God, crazy. 
me included. Um, but anyway, I'm just I'm glad to talk to you and see your faces and um, and be here today. I love it. Uh, we're do so we're doing this episode called Lineage, and it really is like yes. Tell th- me about this it. This woman comes along and she says she's Clark's mother. She says she's Clark's mother, and that her and Lionel or something had an affair, and and we find out. Oh my god! And then and then we see that you know Jonathan helped uh, Lionel and and Lex when Lex got in the meteor shower and they ride in the truck together. And, oh right! And there's this whole thing, and you ha- and Clark has to give his DNA test, and they break in to steal the tests, and all these things sort of unravel. And um, you and Schneider had a very mature response to this one because you guys knew that you found this kid in a spaceship, like right. you were there. Exactly. And here, and here comes this woman talking about Luther's and this and that, and you're like, <laughs> "We're gonna handle this as mature as we can, and then tell this woman to f off." Basically, right. yeah, right. Uh, but I, what I loved is. From both you and John, you got this like like mother bear, data bear about Clark, which I think everybody loved to see. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were we were fiercely protective, and uh, we had to be. And there were there's so many questions that come up. I was always wondering about like taking him to a doctor, like mm-hmm. why and school. Like why didn't school ever want um, vaccination records? You know, all these things, because I I had kids, young kids at the time. So I was thinking, why does anybody bring this up? But I guess it's a small town. They do things differently there. And if you look into it too much, it's like nothing would make sense. Yeah, I think it's probably everything was falsified. You know, it was sort of like, yeah. you know, this is when he was born. This is where he was. This is his adoption papers. None of it's real. But you're hoping it sort of stands the test of the time, which it doesn't really. You know, some, no, no. some <laughs> people question it. And what? So, Michael, do you watch the shows again? Is that how you know so much about them? Or do you read the scripts? Or how do you? Go ahead, Tom. Remember? Why don't you uh, tell them what I do? So, Annette, here's the quick thing. So, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't claim to. Re- I, there, there, there was one episode we did uh, not long ago where I, I started off the podcast, which is I have no recollection of ever being here. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't have any stories for you because I'm the color commentary in a sense. Like, oh, because I watch it, I remember these things, which <laughs> I wouldn't remember unless I watched it again. Michael, you know, never watched the show, nor did he read the scripts other than Lex. So he's really. <laughs> watching it for the first time and so this is sort of what our podcast is about but having you here having you here is so great because the the episode we just watched was actually horrible on so many levels and then we found out it was actually shot in season one and then placed in season two and all these other things so michael is now re revamped in a sense that this episode and the next one called ryan which i'm sure you don't remember i do remember ryan because oh. i love that little boy he was great ryan, all right so ryan Kelly. Let, we'll call you next week about that <laughs> okay sure yeah <laughs> but like now what Tom was going to say is now I was like, I, I text him in the morning. I said, Smallville's back. Like these were good episodes. I'm ready to talk about because some fans go Rosenbaum shitting on the show again because I'm very honest. I'm like, I love it. And then I'm like, eh. And then I'm like, no, you know, but I'm honest. Yeah. And this is how I feel watching it. And I'm proud of it and all that. But like, you can't have people just going, yes, it was a hundred percent. We give it all the roses. And it was all because it's like, you know, it's, <laughs> it's TV. It's not easy to make 22 episodes a year. What do you remember? back to you what do you remember mostly about just being up there being on set at least in the first couple of years um i remember how long it took to get everywhere you know yeah we're sitting in a car all the time and i you know when i first got up there i didn't realize i was a self-drive i got there nobody told me i got there they said okay it calls 5 a.m out at the smallville you know house way out hour and a half half. hour and 45 minutes no traffic yeah yeah and and i said okay can uh uh, this lovely guy picked me up at the airport here driven me before on shows in vancouver and i said oh can he be my driver they said oh no you're self-drive i said what i'm not kidding i went into a panic because i thought how am i gonna get there i can't i don't have a car all the rental you know and it like i can't remember who our first ad was at the time was somebody very sweet who said oh my god i will come pick you up i had we had no idea um but that was my manager's fault or my agents or something nobody freaking told me i don't think anybody knew so, we didn't know yeah so after that i i remember adria i i hired adria who went, went on to marry uh-huh. eric johnson they have a child and um they that's seem right. to so so be very happy so that's wonderful um so she, she, all because of you all, all because you didn't have a driver that's right um <laughs> these things happen and she also drove john glover for a while um and then finally i just said this is stupid i i i can drive myself so i finally did but but i was just 
petrified about going out to this place I didn't know in the dark with no no lights anywhere, pitch black, and it's my nightmare. It, it still is. I hate being having to go to locations I don't know where I am. So I remember that. I remember being really cold most of the time. You know what? I, do? I remember because I kind of <laughs> you all you always. Your hands always cold. Your oh, God. by the way, you I will I will <laughs> die on a sword saying that your heart is the biggest and warmest I've ever oh. been around. But your hands were always frigid. <laughs> Crazy. Not just that. Most of most of my body, I'm cold all the time. Um, but um, oh, what was I going to tell you about? What I remembered. Oh my God, Tom, you made me forget. No, you you were talking about how you finally drove, and then it was always cold up there, and then oh, oh I know, I know, I know it. So we were doing that, the, the whole uh, Rutger Hauer, we call it, at our house, we call oh. it Rutger Hootger. Yeah. Mr. Insanity. And um, I remember so, this is one of the standout memories for me. He was freaking smoking in the barn. Yeah. He'd stand right outside the barn and smoke. And people were t- telling him, please, oh, you know, they were so scared of him. Please and the barn is that. the barn is indoors. This is a barn. <laughs> yeah, and there's already horrible smoke yeah. from the machines in there. Yeah, all this smoke and all this dust and 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 bugs and spray and stuff they'd put on, and it could have gone up at any second. So, um, Christine, Christine O'Connor, our amazing hairdresser. Oh, God bless Kiwi, who since who has since passed. God I know, bless her. I know she has, but yeah. she told Rutger Hauer, she said, "You can't do that. Go outside." Go outside because she was a smoker and they always made her go outside. Yeah. <laughs> so she was really angry about that. I love that she told him off and made him go outside. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was a piece of work. Oh, oh, my God. He was. Yeah. And you had to do a lot more of them. But I remember silly things like that. You know, I remember walking into the the, the Kent kitchen, you know, timeless time, you know, okay, what are, what are we doing now? We're canning this day and there's all this beautiful light coming through the golden peaches that we're canning. And, you know, there was always something we were doing. Um I, it was really, I just, I, the thing I, I, I was most sorry about was that I didn't get to work with Christopher Reeve. Yeah. And I thought, wait Me a minute. Too, yeah. You got the original Superman, the original Lana Lang. Yeah. You use that and it seemed to me like it would be a no-brainer. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Yeah, I'm you know so what? That's, hurt by that. You know, I never thought about that, but from a story point of view, you know, I'm, I'm coming up with this now. But you know, Clark has to go meet Doctor Swan, which yeah. is Chris, mm-hmm. and for some reason, Jonathan can't or won't. But his mom goes. That would have been yeah. That would have been epic. That would have been great. Been amazing, and it was funny when it was all kind of being put, put together. I know because of Chris, con, Chris's condition and stuff, they had to do all this stuff. But I thought, this is the only time I'm ever going to get to see him again. Right. And I just personally would have loved to have seen him again. He yeah. was so kind to me during the shooting of Superman 3. Oh. He couldn't have been more generous, sweet, um, funny. He was just, I mean, I, I walked into that situation because basically because Margot was asking for too much money or they were mad at her for some reason. I don't know why. But they said, okay, we're going to use Lana Lang now. And so, but she was great. IQ on the set. I had two scenes with her. She was fantastic. Um, Richard Pryor, who was, you know, in the movie was so, everybody was so sweet. The only one who wasn't terribly sweet was Richard Lester, <laughs> director. Oh, yeah. He just, nah, he was like, he wasn't rude or mean. He was just kind of not interested in, in anything I was doing. And I was like <laughs> oh trying all this God. stuff. And I, I, I kept feeling, feeling like every day was a test with him. And finally, just like, oh, okay, yeah, she's fine. Didn't pay any attention to me at all. It's, so. it's so it's so interesting that you say this because time and time again, I've experienced this when I was on Smallville with you and John and Michael and everybody else, and I didn't know anything. And I was watching how you guys operated and treated people. And I could very clearly see people who I didn't appreciate how they treated me. And I would get from you all, this is how I want this is how I want to treat people. Like you all taught me that. Yeah. No. And so for you because we've all been in situations with bad people, and there's very few bad people. Very if few. If you know what I mean. There I are actually very few. I agree. Yeah. But you can only learn how to treat people from people like I had. I was surrounded by wonderful, beautiful talent. Oh, I always say, I used to think Michael was so talented. That's why I paid attention to him. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's like our running joke because yeah. he knows I love it. <laughs> but like I ha- I was safe. I was safe to learn. And I thank you for that. Well, and you were amazing. I, I, I talk about it all the time, too, about you, that you were like a sponge. You just you got thrown into the deep end and you just absorbed all that deep water, you know, and you were so <laughs> wonderful when you directed. I was so proud of Thank you. you. And, and you were so great. You just were so supportive. And kind of by that time, you know, everybody knew each other so well and we just wanted to help help make your that time easier for you. But then it was like, we don't need to do that. He's, he's just fine. He knows it. <laughs> you, just, you were right in the middle of it. You saw yeah. everything, every department. I would watch you to watch other people and, and be interested in it, you know, because a lot of people have that opportunity and they don't they don't take it. But yeah. you certainly did. And so it was really, Yeah, and that, really you were awesome. I just remember, you know, like you take me aside or you call me or something and just like, and you know, it meant so much because I was still young and I was like, this was the biggest role I had, the most dramatic. And it was just like hearing from you saying i just want to say we were watching the show and you are whatever you would say something (laughs) and it would just mean more than you ever knew i'd be like thank you so much but like it really i was like huh now too thought i was awesome well thank you you know it really it really helped my confidence i that's that i'm very glad it did but i was just telling the truth I wasn't like trying to trying to help so much. I was just telling you what I saw. But I I came up at a time. I was I was talking about this with someone yesterday. I don't know why exactly, but I was really lucky because when I really started studying acting seriously when I was about 17, um, I come from a musical comedy world. So I had a real chip on my shoulder and I went to a couple of acting classes only because an agent said, you better you're being sent out for these calls. You better go to take some acting classes. So I very um. You know, I, I really didn't want to, but I did. And I, I found a great teacher named Robert Ellenstein, who was one of the, I don't know if you've seen North by Northwest, the Hitchcock film, but he's one of, oh, the, yeah. one of the bad guys who takes Cary Grant in the beginning. He's the one without the hat. Oh, and, yeah. uh, and he did a ton of work and, and his son is now an, also an artistic director. And he, he was a lovely man and a great teacher. And I just fell in love with the whole thing. So once I turned 18, I started getting sent out on a lot of calls and, and getting them, getting jobs. So I was able to really practice what I was learning in a st- studio. Because most people who are learning like in a class or, you know, you don't get to go out and then say, oh, I'm going to today at work, I'm going to do this. But I was able to. And so you really realize yeah. it's all about thinking on your feet and being pre- as prepared as you can be, but then just letting it go and having a good time and enjoying the people around you. And I was around a lot of people in those early days doing all this episodic television. Um and and I really learned from them. So all I'm doing is passing along. You know, it's just easier when people are getting along together mm-hmm. and everybody's communicating and things aren't crazy. That's how I like to work. I don't know how you can work. It's so much it, better not to work with assholes. Well, I I also think that you know if 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 I was raised in an acting family and you and John were my parents, <laughs> what I what I no what I got from Schneider was. And I mean this in the best way I would say this to him. Snyder came in, he was going to find a way to do what he wanted to do. Yeah. What I got from you was, okay, this is what you guys are doing. I, all right, I will be creative in that environment. So I think I had a good mixture of the two of you. And, yeah. and I, don't, I don't know how I knew that. I just knew that I was pulling from both of you. And I think that's why the family dynamic did feel good yeah. to the viewers. You know what? Also, with Annette, with Annette I will say that Whenever I worked with you, and it wasn't enough, we should have had a lot more to I do know. together. It was just I never know. enough. But you were so laid back and cool and prepared and all that. But I did notice that whenever you didn't agree with something or you weren't, you would absolutely question it. You yeah, would not let it go if you didn't believe that's what you would do as an actress <laughs> or an actor. You know? Yeah, well, I'm not the outburst type. I, I, no. I don't do that. I don't think that, you know, I, I just feel like that, you know, the actor's job is to... Um, <clears throat> look at look at what the writers have given you, and um, you know I knew my place very early on in in that show, and um, and then you show up and you and you just you're a good sport. I like I like people who just don't 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 make a lot of themselves. You know, don't ask a lot of questions. Like figure that out for yourself. You know, it's not always it's not really not the director's job, especially a television director, to tell you every single move to make. What am I thinking here? I mean, I hear people say, "What? Well, no, I wouldn't do that." It's like, well, figure out why you do it. Why not? Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. a puzzle. It's a fun puzzle. And human beings are everything. Everything. Well, I, 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 in that sense, and before we lose you, I want to tell you that there was an episode. A scene in an episode where Clark throws a party and at the, the, the coda of the episode is Martha talking to Clark 
expressing how disappointed she is in Clark. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember this, and it, it's okay if you don't, but this, what was not in the scene is that Clark cries. Oh. And we were sitting in the Kent, we were sitting in the Kent kitchen. I don't know where Jonathan was. Who cares? <laughs> but Jonathan's talking about, I love you. I'll always love you, but I'm so disappointed by your actions. And in the scene, I started crying. Aww. And you, and we, but I was safe with you. And we just kept going. And I have maybe not even since then ever experienced that on set. But it allowed me to be open to it because we just kept going. I mean, it was great. It was one of my precious moments. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. I do do remember that. And I I just feel that those are the times that are so important because that's what we do. We, 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 in fact, Robert Ellenstein, the, the actor teacher I'm talking about said, we are each other's props. You should feel yeah. so safe that you, the other actor is you, or you can do yeah. what you need to do and not take advantage of any. You know what I mean? It's, it's sure. just that that freedom that, you know, certainly people who do a lot of improvisation know that, you know, you have to buck one another up and be there. And it's like nobody says no, nobody negates yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. And that's that's what I feel is so important. And uh, I I love that when that happens. It's certainly I've done a lot of, a lot of theater in the last few years since Smallville was over. And I had before that, but I really concentrated on went to New York. And that happens a lot more because you have to. It's it's once once rehearsals are over and you're open and you're in front of audiences. It's it's you and the other people on the stage. And it's it, that's what I love about that medium. It's it's your work. It can't be taken and twisted and made to look a different way through editing or music yeah. or all this horrible music that oh, that's, everything yeah. now my god yeah you know but also i gotta say that, look, about that I mean, you've been you're always working and you're doing such great work is virgin rubber still going right yeah yeah we finished our fifth season in november that's amazing and um yeah it's it's uh it it's it's fun it's another uh you know i'm up in vancouver again staying in the exact same place i always stay near oh, stanley boy. park I'm sorry. But I'm being driven. <laughs> I am being driven. Wait a minute. Um, is that the same what? apartment? No. Well, yeah. You know, there are, there are the kind of um, um, four apartment buildings in where I'm talking about. And uh, I've stayed in all four of them. So, yeah, I'm in one of those. I think I got high with what... you guys one night. Is it the... Is, Not is, me. I, I don't want to... So, is it... Does it, does no, it, it sound me. like... Does it sound like the Utten place? <laughs> uh, it doesn't sound like that. No. Okay. No. But I've stayed there, you know, many, oh God, we've all stayed there a lot. No, it's an yeah. actual like corporate a- apartments and it's great because well. it's safe. I know the area. I, I know where everything is and where the little farmer's market is. I take different walks all over, you know, I walk constantly. So I'm all over the place. And um, yeah, so I'm still there. And um, yeah, yeah. I, I hang out at the library a lot. So if you're in the <laughs> Vancouver library. Um, by the way. <laughs> from June re- to October. I remember it, it wasn't you guys. I was high. I came high. To, to your apartment, and I was playing guitar with Michael, and I remember going, oh. you're, I go, you're too high to be here. I go, I'm too high to be here. I shouldn't. I was just like really <laughs> in, like weirded out and paranoid, and I had to leave, and I was like, and the next day I texted, I was like, or I don't know if I texted you, but I said, it was like, I'm so sorry. Am I, was I not? A- by, the, by the way, it's like everybody knows when somebody's too high, you don't tell them they're high, number one, and you help them through it. Your husband's like, get the... Yeah. Well, listen, I, we love you. We're so glad you came. I, will you come uh, back? Absolutely. Yes. Call oh. me at the time. I'm just, I've been, you know, doing all these other things, but yes, please call me back. It was so lovely to talk to you. Now you got me all excited about thinking I about know. small. Talk. And we have to get yeah. Michael McKeon, your husband, on. He was Perry White. He was yeah. on Smallville. We have to get him on too. Totally. Well, here, here's the thing, Annette. Just, I just, please let me know if you ever start a podcast. I want to be your first. I want to be your first guest. Well, I, I appreciate that. I will never start at the library. I, I, I don't have enough to say about anything. I really don't. I, you've, you've now heard it all. Um, but it, it was a joy to be here and see your beautiful faces oh, and, you. and to have had this experience with you that we will always share and always have together. And I love you. And uh, thanks for having me. Well, love you, uh, mom. I see you, the mom I always wanted. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but. Are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening wherever you listen.
there's there's just this really awesome thing when you act with someone and 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 that kind of touched on it there's this trust that has to happen in a scene that from that moment on when you see that person it's like a bond it's like a it really is it's really cool it's it's unlike what we have with Ryan but it's similar <laughs> yeah exactly all right, here we go. This is our patron privilege. This is a top-tier patron. Uh, this is Brian G. Brian G., what's your question, my brother? Let's see if it's a short answer question. Hi, this is Brian G. How did they do that transition from Martha in the past to Martha in the present? Because that looked amazing, and it looks like a simple lighting change, but I can't imagine it's that simple. Yeah, um, it was. Please explain. Easy lighting change. They tilt down. They have a shot of the kid, blah, blah, her hands, um, and then... As they tilt up, it's it's her, but it's in the present, and then they then have a lighting change. Right, Tom? Yes. I don't know. But I mean, it's a good question. It was cool. It was very powerful. Even though it looked, it was probably pretty simple, it was really it was effective. effective. Didn't you think that was effective, Ryan? I did think it was effective. Usually what, okay, so usually what they do is they pan down and what, and, and they lock the camera off. They do what they have to do to come up to the other side, and then they they kind of like meld those two digitally and then they come up and it's made to look simple, which is why it's so effective. Mm -hmm. This is Ellis, Aaron. This is Aaron. Aaron, what's your question? And thank you for that quick question. We just heard that was. Hi fellas. This is Aaron calling from Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm loving the podcast and the weekly repartee. I met Tom at Megaton Orlando in 2019 and Tom legit shouted at my fiance, now husband. <laughs> oh, fun story. Okay. I have a question about season two, episode seven, Lineage. The flashback scenes from the day of the meteor shower with young Clark and young Lex. Were those scenes shot for the pilot and then cut for time? Or did you have to find the same actors to return to play young Clark and young Lex? Thanks. And I, hugs from snowy Minnesota. Bye. Great question because I have the same question. Those, who, those kids are so cute. And it, they, it, they had to have grown up. I, I, don't, I don't know the answer to that. That's great. I don't know what I yelled at your fiance now, husband. It was probably, you should marry this girl because you're probably awesome. But I actually don't know. And I'm curious as well. Uh, I, there's no way they shot that in the pilot. No way. No way to save it for season two. I think uh, that the kid probably didn't grow that. Those kids didn't grow that big in a year. That would be, a, that would be an L question. Hey guys, this is Ashley from Arkansas, and my question is for episode lineage. Um, what do y'all think Jonathan Kent actually said to Lionel Luther about the adoption? Like, obviously he didn't say, oh, I found him in a field. Like, what do you think was actually said behind the field or behind the scenes where they actually got Clark from for the paperwork to go through? Thank you, you so much. You know what? Again, great question. Um, I have the same question. It may have, it's, knowing Jonathan, it was less than more. It was, there's this child that we want to adopt. We don't know where he came from. We found him. I'm not going to tell you how, which sounds already bad. Can you help us figure this out? I bet it was short and sweet. It was not, I'm sure it wasn't. We found him in the cornfield and butt because as time goes on, Lionel would have had too much information about Clark, which also brings to mind, how come Lionel didn't move more on Clark's scenario throughout the seasons? Or tell Lex. But anyway, to you, Michael. No, I agree with that. I think that's, uh, I think one will never know, but I assume that to make it believable, Jonathan just said, hey, we want to adopt this kid. We can't have a child. And like, he's like, well, why can't you go to the adoption agency? And he's like, it's not that simple. We found him and there's, he has no owner. He has, there's nobody. We've done the research. Well, nobody, right. I'm sorry, nobody, <laughs> nobody. He's nobody's child. We've done everything. We've checked everywhere. He doesn't exist. Uh, in this yeah. town, somebody must have dumped him off in the cornfield, and and you know we would love for you to help us so we don't have to a answer a lot of questions and deal with a lot of crap. Which is such a cool juxtaposition to Lionel's situation with Lucas, where he knows all the parties involved, where the Kents come in and don't have but need Lionel's help. That's actually good drama stuff. Mm -hmm. Good questions. Yeah. Ruben. Hi, this is Ruben from South Texas. My question is for Season 2, Episode 7, Lineage or actually any episode that involves heat vision. Do either one of you know of any discussion or debate about changing heat vision from laser beams that could be bounced off a mirror like in Superman 2 than the actual heat waves that were used in Smallville? Appreciate your answers, and keep the talk going. I'm loving it. Awesome, man. Ruben, thank you, buddy. 
I don't know. I don't know um, how to answer that. That's a Tom question. That was way too like. No, I'm not that smart, Ruben. But now that you say it, you know, there's always that thing with superheroes. How come superheroes are always alone until they all come together? How come nobody really just comes help everybody out? How come you don't use all your abilities in any given situation? I think you're right. I don't, you know, maybe Clark didn't have the physics teacher that he needed to tell him about heat. And I, I guarantee you the the episode we did heat, you know, that the, that teacher was not going to teach him about turning heat vision into laser beams. I bet so, there was like a, a thing in like the writer's room, like on a whiteboard, they said, what what are some fun things that Clark can do with his powers just innocuously? And one of them, like under like heat, like there's probably like make toast, you know? Toast. Hmm. Which, oh, I'm glad you brought that up because when I saw that, and I don't remember really doing it, when I'm watching it, I make toast for my kids every morning. I was like, I bet that doesn't taste good. And I don't know why I felt that way. <laughs> I yeah. just felt like heat vision toasted toast would have a weird tang to it. Especially when it was coming out of your eyes. Yeah. Wouldn't it be like, like microwaving bread? Wouldn't it? Maybe, it, was, it was very crispy, it was but... microwave. <laughs> microwave toast? Yeah. All right. Last question. This is Jerry. Hi, Jerry. Jerry! What is Clark hey, always wearing the same thing? Season 2, Episode 7. How did Clark hack into Chloe's email account? He usually needs her help for these type of things. And how did Jonathan lift the spaceship all by himself? Thanks. All right. First of all, Jerry wins today. Shortest message to the point. She got two questions in in 13 seconds. Jerry, I love you. First of all, I asked the same question about the spaceship. How did Jonathan carry the spaceship? Maybe. Here's what I will. I'll give an, I'll give an, a, a, an excuse for this. He was younger then. No. <laughs> when Roswell happened, the whole incident where the spaceship came or, you know, or Area 51, right? They said, yeah, it's Roswell. So they had, they said that the material that the ship was made of was like a feather, but it could bend. It could do all these things and it was strong. You couldn't rip it. You couldn't break it. You couldn't do anything, but it was very light material. So maybe this thing was sort of very light and manageable to put in the truck. That's a B. What was the other one? You're talking about the spaceship. No, she had another a, question. Roswell. I was so caught. I was trying to figure out the first answer. She asked about the password. Well, how did Clark the password? Question. Yeah, how the password? I, especially, you know, Chloe would have something that's like five factor. Uh, but like in, in 2002, like your passwords do not need to be as complex. You well, know she I mean? maybe just left her computer open. And I, I mean, think- when I was at Michael's house, his computer was open. I checked some emails. And the good news is it all checked out to everything you told me prior. So I, uh, now I trust him. You know what? I will say this. Um, you, you let shit like that go. Stuff like that, I just... She could know. have written it down on a piece of paper and he could have used some extra yeah, vision. We let Let's go, go with that. But thank you. All right, Caitlin. Michael, had, Michael also has this way, and not to make this an inside of you thing. Michael has a way of when he set, when he lets things go, he actually does. Oh, yeah. And you inspire me, because we've been talking this week about this other thing. And as much as I'm like, ah, it's soft. I'm letting it go. I'm letting it go. It still sparks me. You you have a gift and you inspire me, so thank you. Thank you, thanks, man. I you know I try, I do try to let things go because it's out of your control. If you if you can't control it, let it let it go, shelve it. You just have to. Caitlin, text submission. Why do you think Clark was so sure that Miss Dunleavy wasn't his mother? Was it just the ship in the cellar, or do you think something inside of him knew the truth? Thanks, guys. Great podcast. Keep up the good work. Um, I I thought going into this watching it that Clark was aware that he that maybe maybe I messed it up. I I thought Clark knew that he came in a spaceship. And and Martin and Jonathan found him. I may have just proje- been projecting that. Hmm. If if you take that out of it, that's a very good question. Rosenbaum rating: three roses, two roses, one rose. Heater right down the middle. One, two, three bombs. We'll go to Ryan first. Uh, I'm just uh, one. I'm just gonna give. Wow, one. you've given episodes that suck. Yeah, ones before. I maybe it's because <laughs> I watched this one at, at midnight two nights ago because I thought we we're recording this sooner. That might be it. <laughs> hmm. That's why I, I, that's why I don't have as much to contribute today. Okay. It was it wasn't it wasn't that bad. One rose uh, is not bad. That's good. You'd watch it. It's a nice piece of I. If I had to think about it a little longer, like a nice piece of like some drama, history, drama and history, not so much uh, action, rousing action. Tom. Okay. It's so, so two little things. One thing I'll say is when I am. When when I'm watching episodes because the podcast is coming up and I'm watching them quickly so that at least I can talk to them, I do miss things. And I the the more prepared I am when I watch these episodes and I'm like on a plane 
or something and I'm really watching them, I get so much more out of them. And I do like them more. Right. I'm going to give this two and a half because just like Al said, it was the best episode of the season for the viewers. I think this is one of the shows and this is sort of my, the criteria I decide upon. This is a show I could show somebody who's never seen Smallville and I think I'd get their attention. Fair. I thought you were going to give it a rose and a half. Um, guys, I really, really enjoyed this episode. Well, we also had a net on here, so now I'm feeling yeah, my I mean, heart's if you, feeling if you full. add this whole thing in net, and Al was on here and the show. <laughs> yeah. But look, the, I'm talking about the episode. No, the episode itself, um, again, the pilot or finales, they're far, few and far between. Those are threes. Um, but I think that, you know what, Tom? It's either a two or a two and a half for me. I'm going to give it a two. Have you? I'm going to give it a two. <laughs> two roses. That's like a freaking great show, Two Roses. Two is great. It is. Uh, yes. Death and save count. How many people died? How many people were saved? Zero dead. Two saved. Jonathan saves young Lex and Clark. Saves That's older so Lex. Through seven episodes in season two, eight dead, 14 saved. Series 38 dead, 49 saved. Ryan's favorite episode. Did you write them down, Ryan? I did. All right. Here we go. Um, where am I? This okay. Why don't we do this before yeah. before you do it? This is going to be a two parter. So I'm going to guess without you giving me the choices. Then Tom's going to guess, and if one of us is right, then that's it. In other words, before he's on our own. Watch this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go first. I think his favorite scene in lineage was when young Clark and young Lex were in the truck with Lionel and Jonathan. That's my. What do you say, Tom? Don't say anything yet, Ryan. I agree. Is that your answer, that's, Ryan? That's the moment. That's Hold the on. moment that lives on longer than any moment, any other moment in that episode. All I right, think Ryan, you're right. But is, that, is, is that so the sweet. answer? If not, you're going to read all three of them. Uh, it's not. It's not. All right. We're both wrong. So let's see what, if we're, we have choices now. Here we go. The the flashback where uh, the sheriff comes and uh, they decide on Clark's name. I thought that was an interesting bit of information. Okay. I don't know if that was from the comics or what, or if the showrunners just decided that was it. Okay. Uh, because, yeah, Martha says, oh, it's Clark. It's my maiden name. I was like, that's interesting. I didn't know that. So mm-hmm. I was stimulated by knowledge. All right. Uh, that's scene one. Uh, scene two uh, with the axe. Ooh. Wielding the axe. Michael's Michael likes that one. Mm-hmm. And uh, scene three with uh, Lionel and John um, signing the papers. Huh. Tom? Sorry, what was the first What was the first one real quick? The first quick? scene is... Uh, when, when, the, when the sheriff comes in and sees young Clark for the first time, and she goes, his name is Clark, named after my maiden. It's my maiden name. Mm-hmm. So what I'm do you say? I'm glad that exists, but I don't think that's his favorite. I'm going to say Axe. You say the Axe. I'm going to go with Lionel and Jonathan. Ryan? Axe. That was my favorite scene, and I should have said that. Tom has two in a row now. You're it. catching up. It's cool. It was a cool scene. <laughs> you yeah. catching up. <laughs> All right. That's it for the episode. We really appreciate you guys. Um, we have a, a, a great episode next week. Episode uh, eight of season two. It's called Ryan. Um, you're in for a treat if you haven't seen it. Um, please go on our socials. Please write a review. Helps the podcast. Join Patreon if you want to support the show. Patreon.com slash Talkville. Uh, let us know your thoughts on the episode over on our socials at Talkville Podcast or at Talkville Pod. And um, you want more info like merch from the show or a hotline number, you can find all that in the description. And Tom, what should the, everybody always remember? Always hold on to Smallville. We'll see you next week. See you, fellas. Good times. All right. What would a show be without our top-tier patrons being shouted out? We've got to do it, Tom, because, uh, well, we love these folks, and they make the podcast possible. So let's... We, we just spoke. We just got a question from one today in our latest episode. We got a couple couple of patrons yeah. asked some questions i like that we get to see their video we get to see their sweet faces um all right here we go nikki g leanne p raj c janine r santiago m leah s little lisa thomas the leaf blower <laughs> sophie m betsy d liliana a abby p michael h ray h karen apple m danielle b 99 more liliani n lalani Red- why can you never get lalani La Lani. Lani Bryce, spell it La Lani. Yeah, let's can we change it for the for the idiot on this side? Uh Brett G, always hold on to small Smallville, Estevan G, DJ Kento Twitch, Garrett W, Kimberly L, Justin S, Tom N, Tony V, Rodolfo V, Jason W, Osama A. Lana. 
rhymes with banana. We just talked to her, Lana W, Nancy D. Oh, we love our Nancy D and our Brian G and our Sarah W, Justin T and Lucy O, Jeremy G, Amanda R, Teddy127, Michael P, Ryan R, Grumpy-itis, Jordan M, Hillary B, Craig G, Christy R, Pollyanna, Karen P. Karen P. Sorry, I messed up my thing for a second. You surprised me. But Karen P, Derek G, Jor L, Richard S, Heather and Greg, Nico P, I may talkville say, but Buts. Brian H, <laughs> Brian H, Eric K, Clark, Clark's mom, no, <laughs> Kristen B, Takashi M, Kevin E, Nanine W, Stephanie K, and Darth Achilles. Finky, Tito G, Mickey Trust the narrator, Stephen F, damn, who's that? Jeanette E, Devit, Devid, Allison H, General Zod, Theodore, Lucian, formerly Krauk, Lucian, 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 formerly Krauk. That's Clark backwards. The Daily Planet goes to 11. Achilles R, Big D, John Glover's luscious maned, Doug R, Tommy Z Boston, 68, Isabel, Cigar or Sager S, Corey L. Wait a minute. So Lucian, former Craig. That's that's a that's a he just made us say more of his name. Yeah, by I guess saying that. it, that's well, a good idea. Do? What are you gonna do? Ivy and Sam, Mister Home Arcade, Cal mm. T, Amanda K, Jesse C, Lumberjack, Claire M, fourth favorite character underscore Zoe. We love you, Scott S, D Brown, Joshua W, Alice. Be kind, please rewind. <laughs> Karenira M. Eldon Supremo, Sarah Q2, Leslie V, Tatiana S, Robert G, Natalia G, Julie with one eye. I met you, Julie. Julie, Jules, McBurts, Ginger M, Leslie and Jordan, Oleg or Oleg G, Christoph S, and Katie B. And I noticed a lot of new names on there. A lot of new fun ones. I love it. Thank you guys for supporting this podcast. Um, Patreon.com slash Talkville. Get your name shouted out. Support the podcast that you love if you love it. And uh, we love you. We'll see you. Um, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.